It's Sanderson Farms Championship Week, and I wanted to get VJ Trolio back on the podcast to discuss kind of where the game is now and what we're seeing on the PJ Tour distance. Uh, VJ, welcome back on the podcast. James C., thanks, man. Uh, only good to see only one shot growing and people enjoying all your awesome interviews. So um, you're building building quite a place out there for people to come and, and, and hear more about how to build up those elite, gritty, um, healthy competitive junior golfers and we're seeing that well we're seeing guys who were that not too long ago and and (laughs) you know now they're just the kids are getting they're getting younger on the pga tour but you know i guess everybody's talking about so we might as well now but distance has been the talk since we all started playing and how do we hit it further do we slow the game down but uh and in some people's minds it's to protect the integrity but to look at what bryson dechambeau uh, and he's such an interesting person and in what he's done and complete transformation, his body and strategy and his team. But you know Chris Como, and, and Scott, I think uh-huh. he works with Scott Fawcett, I believe, as well. So, I mean, that strategy, bomb it down there, but there's a strategy to that. It's not just hit it as far as you can. There is some strategy involved, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's definitely some strategy involved. Um, you know, what, what D. Chambos did, I, I think, Jenny, that is interesting is, you know, Nicholas was long, Tiger was long, Daly was long. Um, you know, even the reports of jumping Jimmy Gallagher hmm. was long. And so one thing that Bryson did is, is he's really the first guy um, that, that is at this level that has really switched from, you know, a normal PGA Tour player with, uh, well, I say normal, above average PGA Tour player, but, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 170, 175 ball speed um, to jump up there and nice swing a driver 128 or so and there's really high ball speed numbers so i think it's it's a change and it's something that we all have to look at and see what's coming um because he's the first guy to really just kind of switch the bouts in what six months eight months yeah yeah so that's a that's an interesting um that's an interesting move now to do that going back to the strategy the reason i brought that up to do that, going back to um, you know what him and Como have done, I, I, I don't have um, direct access to that. But what I do know about Chris Como is he's an awesome coach and and he's a very very bright person. So what we know about Bryson is that he's an awesome player and a very smart person. So chances are they had a heck of a good strategy. You know, mm-hmm. so before you start running out to Wendy's and buying a bunch of hamburgers <laughs> to try to <laughs> right. So. Um, so, you know, it, that, that's the first thing that kind of jumps out there at you is that if you're going to put on that kind of weight, that kind of um, that kind of t- muscle, then for sure find some people to help you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get everything measured, and, and you want to make sure that you're you're still eating some greens and you're still taking care of yourself. You're not stressing your body too much. You're stressing, um, stressing yourself in any way too much. But, um, but, yeah, you know, Scott Fawcett really changed. In my opinion, he changed a lot of the game of golf when it came to strategy because – you know, he came out with decade. Uh, first time that faucet was six or seven years ago, and he came out with his decade system. And the ideas behind it, that I understood at that time, were that he could teach you as much in one seminar as it would take you. It would take you a decade of playing golf to learn that much about course management. Mm-hmm. And um, he'd have some fantastic results with Will's Outdoors, who had won. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. The U.S. Amateur, right? And then the Texas State Amateur? I think, but he's won twice on the uh, the Corn Ferry Tour now. And, now, now. And just top 10 yes, at the U.S. Open. Five, yeah, yeah, this is back five or six years ago, right? Okay. 
and and um, and so I, th- I think you won the USAM, and then I think you won uh, the Texas State Amateur with Scott on the back. And so, uh, yeah, it's all plotted out. Um, you know, nowadays the, the people inside the stacks of it, they understand, you know, how far a golf ball needs to go and how straight a golf ball needs to go versus how short a golf ball needs to go and how straight a golf ball needs to go. And it appears that it, it's being proven again, just like Tiger proved it, just like Nicholas proved it, um, you know, that the people that hit a golf ball a long way have a distinct advantage. They always have. Absolutely. I mean, if you go back to junior golf, even if you think back about that, like think about Randy Watkins when he won the PGA Junior. Randy was a big guy when he won. Mm-hmm. And then and then all your listeners out there, they can sit around and think about, you know, the kids that come out at like 12, 13, 14, 15, a lot of them are early developers. And so right. length, length has always meant something in this game. I think, you know, they're talking about trying to slow it down. I mean, if you put spin on the ball, that completely changes the whole thing right there. Uh, but there's always going to be somebody find a way to do it bigger, better, and faster. Do you see, and this is a question that was brought up to me by one of the equipment company uh, head of their, their tour department, said, do you see juniors and college players going out either bulking up or trying to speed, find ways of speeding things up? Not maybe exactly like Bryson did. Are you seeing that possibly happening now? Of course, everybody wants to get distance, but are you gonna, do you think we possibly could see people doing exactly like he's doing? A hundred percent. I definitely think that people could, people could, are, are going to try to um, do it the way that everybody's tried to do it, right? So Bryson's the newest guy on the block to do it his way. Um, but yes, people are going to try to bulk up. People are going to try to do it, and I think it's a listen. I think it's a way better idea. You know, this whole this whole idea of working out. Um, and moving better to hit a golf ball further is a way better idea than trying to build a swing that will hit a ball further. Correct. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. that's like one of the most devastating things that's happened in the game over the years, just over the course of 40, 50 years, is like when somebody comes out with this new idea on, you know, to lag it more, to do this or to do that, to hit a golf ball further. So I think, I think it's, a, it's, a smart, it's a smart play to go, huh, I want to hit a golf ball further so what i'm going to go do is i'm going to get a lot stronger so i think it's smart um but that being said of course whatever people see that works they're going to try mm-hmm. what do you do when your juniors or your college players or any of your students come in of course everybody wants more distance what are you working with them with now to help them increase that maybe it's in workout uh yeah uh, it's- you know, I'm old school, Jimmy. I, I believe that you are only as strong as your weakest link is, okay. and that's for sure. So, you know, if we do want an outcome of more distance, then we certainly don't want part of that outcome of more distance to be an injury. Right. So um, I'm, I'm a big believer in just good functional movement, and then, you know, once somebody's moving pretty functionally, then start lifting some weights, throwing some med balls around. After they'll do that, then they're kind of out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you want to go to the level of, uh, like a, a Bryson or something like that, you're going to need a, a, a somebody that's, I guess somebody that does that for a living. Right. So, uh, that would be the, that would be what I would, what I do around here a lot is, is I don't, I don't push people to swing it faster. I don't push people to, um, hit it further. Um, I remind people of the, the fact that the reason that Bryson and Tiger and, Dustin Johnson and, and you know keep going down looks Brooks Kepka 
the reason that distance really helps them is they're getting the golf ball closer to an area where they can hit it close from. Mm-hmm. And so I have plenty of clients that need to be better at 75 yards and 85 yards and 95 yards and 100 yards and 125. You know, I mean, that's the thing that we, we have to remember about. What do they call it right now? What's the, what, what is the media calling it? Um, something gouge? Bomb and gouge. Yeah. you got to remember the whole bomb and gouge theory only works when you have somebody that has a short game that's um, close to Tom Kite's. Right. So, I mean, hitting it 365 yards down the middle of the fairway and then blading a wedge across the green, that, that doesn't work. And, and so, you know, that's the other side of the coin is to remember that um, chipping, putting, pitching, bunker play, and wedges are super-duper important. Um, and the further you hit it, the more you're going to have of those. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what they're – you know, that's the, the, the magic recipe. It necessarily – it's not always how far you're hitting it. It's also what you're doing with it once it gets way down there. Yeah, I think that's the misconception, and I didn't watch all the U.S. Open because I was at a wedding, but uh, Bryson's short game was phenomenal. He said he spent days working on his short game chipping, and he chipped and he putted. He's gone from the one of the worst putters on the PGA Tour to one of the best. Uh, and and right. I think there's a lot to it. And he wasn't the longest at the U.S. Open. He was, I think, seventh or eighth. I mean, but then right. you look at unique ways of doing it. Matt Wolf does it a unique way. So does Bryson. And so that lots of what I always said is, you know, you, you go with what you have, but like you said, you don't build a golf swing to hit it further. Uh, but those are two different approaches or multiple different approaches. But uh, where do you see this going in the near future? Well, I, mean, I think it's just going to continue to trend, right? I mean, that's, that's the way it is. It's, there's more and more good athletes coming to the sport via, via Tiger Woods. Um, in, in my era of golf, via Tiger Woods. And these, these athletes that are coming to the sport um, are bringing with them, you know, some of the ideas that they train with in other sports. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you don't, even the, the junior golfers I coach, um, you know, you, exercise is a, a priority in their training. All right. Functional movement is a priority in their training. Um, you know, the idea of going out to the range and sitting your bag down and hitting 400 balls, you know, without stretching and picking your bag up and leaving, that idea was around when I was a kid. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of, we never, we never thought about Hogan doing crunches, setups, and burpees, and then hitting <laughs> <laughs> golf balls, right? Yeah. You know, um, but it was back in the day when everybody was smoking, and you know what I mean? It puff of smoke and, and throw the cigarette down and sting a three iron up on the green. But right, but I it, also it's just, I look back at coming. I look back at what you did with your juniors, your kids. I watched them when they were so little, and you threw a lot of fitness in there early on them. And and people don't think golf is an athletic sport. Now I'm not saying, you know, I think there's always a oh yeah, Bryson looks like a a linebacker in the NFL. No, he does not look like a linebacker in the NFL. Uh, those guys are completely different athletes, but they're using a lot of the things they do. Uh, but we mentioned that it's Sanderson Farms Week, and, and CCJ yeah. added sprinklers towards the edges of their fairways so they could water the rough. And the right. big talk, the big talk was that at Wingfoot is the fairways were only twenty five yards wide. Well, everybody's going to miss fairways, and so the right. long hitters have the advantage. Uh, is there a way that? I, I mean, I, I still think you got to figure a way how to get it around. But I would say that, that 
somebody there's got to be a distance of width in the fairway that would you know allow the shorter hitters to have a chance but yet challenge the long hitters my theory is you you make it tighter up there for the long hitters Uh, yeah but then again they're so strong that they can like you said they can hit the wedges out of there and control it wingfoot's a different golf course than say oakmont and a lot of courses like that because you could actually run the ball up um and i i think it depends on the golf course i mean muirfield village over par you know they had a tough time breaking par on that golf course memorial week not the week before so mm-hmm. i just think it's it's a challenge i think it's a it's the beauty of where the game is i mean everybody wants to make it's the only sport that i've ever been around where we want to go backwards uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it, it makes no right. sense to me and you know i was long so i had an advantage great i still had to putt the ball i still had to work on those other things but mm-hmm. it's the only sport that i've ever <clears throat> excuse me been around that we want to go backwards and I understand we want to protect it, but can we not just sit back and enjoy and watch what these guys have spent the time and 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 on all that with it? Because I know there's going to be a report with the USGA and how they're going to try to slow things down. But uh, I just think it's a great time to watch these guys and just see how much how good they really are. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think you summed it up perfect. I mean, that's that is a big part of the fun is 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 pushing the sport somebody pushing the sport further and further and further that's a big part of what sport is and the fun of sport is that um you know somebody breaks somebody breaks the mile in five minutes right mm-hmm. somebody breaks the mile in four minutes um it's somebody somebody turns around and, and gains 35 pounds of muscle and then comes back out and um after now they, they already won a u.s amateur Right, they're already a proven winner, but sure. they've gained 35 pounds of muscle, pick up some club head speed under a great coach, Chris Como, and then they, they win the, the U.S. Open. Um, so, yeah, I mean, keep pushing the sport, keep pushing the sport. And for participants, you know, they're inside their world, and they know what they're doing. Those guys are smart out there, as you know, and uh, their coaching staffs are smart. And then as far as everybody on the other side of the ropes that's watching all this take place, just remember that it's still the game, and the game requires strategy. It requires patience. It requires commitment. And um, as you were saying, you still got to chip it. You still got to putt it. Um, you still got to pitch it. You still got to wedge it. You still got to hit fairway bunker shots. You still have to hit recovery shots. Um, and then you also have to still line up down the middle of a 26-yard fairway, no matter what your speed is, um, and commit to it and send it. Yeah, I think also the thing is, okay, so now we're trying to slow the pros down. Well, why would we do that to the amateurs? They don't need to lose distance. They can't hit it anywhere now. So right. do, we, do we have two separate rules, or do we do we set a rule that it's it's just for the pros and trying to slow it down? I mean, where do we go with that? Where does the USGA go with that? I, you know, I don't that, – that that's far outside my, my, my dilemma. I don't, I don't think that it's uh, – I don't think there's an issue with – I think they have the golf ball defined now. They have the rules in place. They have the club faces, you know, how fast the ball can leave the club face now. That rule's in place. Um, and, you know, they can firm up, like you said about Memorial. Um, you know, when they firm those places out and bake them out, it makes everything hard. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and specifically, you know, it, it makes it harder to get close the ball close to the hole. And so, you know, that's the whole trick, right? The whole trick is, is understanding that the game is in a pretty good place. It's one of the it's one of the few games that was really, really, really beneficial for all of us um, during this pandemic. Everybody was able to get out and play golf and move around with it, do other things. Um, and the sport is becoming, you know, the athletes are changing it. The athletes are pushing it, and 
people have been yelling this for years. Oh, and, I know. Yeah. I mean, people have been, they've been screaming about it for years. You know, look at Gary Player so many moons ago, working out, doing all these things, right? Um, and then, you know, obviously when Tiger came on the scene and he was a bit more, uh, a bit more open about how he worked out and his athleticism, then it started changing things. And so, you know, the, the bigger and the stronger uh, and the more skilled the athlete you get in front of you, um, the more of a show they're going to put on. And that's what, that's what we all like to see. We enjoy watching people that are very, very good at what they do. Exactly. And, and, and I think we just have to sit back and enjoy it because they put the time in and uh, they're going to figure a way of doing it. And we'll go back to Sanderson Farms and then we'll let you go because this is kind of a short podcast today. But, I mean, what do you expect for, at the Country Club uh, for the week? I mean, we've got a pretty good field coming in there. The golf course is always in good shape. Greens are good. Uh, are you going to be down there this, uh, that week or this week? Or are you going to be um, with anybody? No, no, I'm not, I'm not going, I don't have anybody in the field this week. Um, okay. or, or sorry. Yeah. I have to put by in the field at, at the Sanderson. Um, but I will not be down there. Uh, Tim's going down Tim you okay. he'll, he'll be down there with, with Scott Brown and, um, Bryce Garnett and a couple other guys and a buddy of mine, Mark Blackburn's coming over. So that yeah. probably means that Chez Reezy and all those guys are coming over. Um, I think you're going to have a great field, number one, right? It's going to be a really good field. Um, the golf course is always in good shape. And, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a similar situation that, we, that we've been seeing. I'm sure the mm-hmm. fairways are pretty tight. The rough's up a little around there. And um, I think it's going to be a great golf tournament. I don't, what are they doing about fans? What's the, what's the fan? There's what, no fans. The, uh, there's no fans. Just like, I think that's going to go through the rest of the year. And I think that, I think that's been the interesting part on tour is the no fans. So a lot of these younger guys, uh, because I think it's such a big thing. When you think back at the U S open, I know we're harping on, but it, uh, when they both made Eagle at nine, the place would have gone nuts. Yeah. But I think for the younger players who aren't playing in front of big crowds and, and the Sanderson's aren't going to get the crowds that some of the big ones do, but they get a good turnout. And, you know, there's last few hills of people around there and they're pretty fired up about it. But I think another thing is the, the grandstands and, and the skyboxes aren't there. So the golf courses look completely different. Uh, but it's been an advantage, I think, for the young guys coming out there. That, that there's no fans. It's just like a practice round or for the college guys. It's like a college tournament. The only people out sure, there are your a, family a, and friends. Yeah, it's a lot easier to play golf with Rory McIlroy or or Dustin Johnson or any of those guys now, right? Exactly. Because you don't have these huge galleries you have to deal with, and you know, people constantly moving. Um, so yeah, that that is that that will play a role at Sanderson. I think it's also you know? yeah. I think it's just and the thing is so weird is you don't hear the crowd, so you don't know the momentum. You don't know if somebody's making a move. That's the tricky part, and I think it does benefit. And I think this you know the week the Sanderson week we're going to see. Maybe another first-time winner uh, or a young, a bunch of people on the leaderboard or young guys trying to either get back in there or, or win their first event. I think that's what we're going to see at the top of the leaderboard because of what's going on. And they're getting used to playing without fans. I think it's going to be really interesting when they put the fans <laughs> back in. Back. You know, oh, my gosh. You know, you're used to like this. You know, I'm doing a exhibition uh, at the Country Club with uh, a few guys, Robert Panel, Alan Ellis, and and uh tether blocker we're, we're going to come out and i was just like wait a second i haven't played in front of people in three three years so uh somebody asked me if i was gonna be nervous i said as long as they're not standing up in front of me on the sides they find they stand in the middle of fairway they should be fine it's kind of like cramming right. for. it's like I, I told somebody you know when you're not playing any i said it's like cramming for a final and you ain't been to class the whole semester it's too late bro it ain't happening so that's, uh that's, that's good that's, we I, I still that brings back memories of the whole story that leaves me know I heard overheard Lee Trino telling a story to a guy one time. The guy asked him, he said, well, what was the hardest part 
about playing with Nicholas. And he said, well, the hardest part about playing with Nicholas was you were playing with Nicholas, you had those big galleries, and I always set up open and then worked myself back to square. And he said, I would set up open and look down the target line, and everybody would run, <laughs> run to the left like I was going to hit it at them, you know? And then I was like, wait, I'm not through yet. I'm not through yet. Then he'd probably square up and send it down the fairway. So, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, but it's, I'm looking – so don't hit anybody. I'm, I'm going to try not to hit anybody, don't, don't, and I'm yeah. going to keep my day job and keep talking. And I'm going to keep doing this podcast. But Veej, thanks for your time and uh, appreciate Man, all you do growing the game. And and it's like I like to end. Remember, like a life or golf, you you may have only one shot, and you got to make it count. But uh, thanks for being with us, buddy. And we'll be uh, back in touch with you. Thank you, James C. All right, brother. Thank you.